Hello, we're the Sticky Bun Boys. I'm Michael. And I'm not. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we get going, though, I believe you have a formal apology to make, Michael. I guess so. After literally thousands of you voted in our Sticky Bun ballot last week, the results were that 63% of you think croissants are sweet and 37% of you think that croissants are savoury. So I suppose I do have to offer my most sincere apologies to that 63% of you who are horribly wrong. Michael. I demand a recount as fake news. Croissants are only sweet because of what we put inside them, not because they're sweet inherently. I don't like you then. <laughs> That's enough. That's enough. We do actually have other things to talk about. Okay, fine. So this week in the tent was Bake Off's Mexican week and we're going to dive right in after this. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So before we kick off with Mexico week, I do have an apology to make, a retraction to make, because last week I branded Diana from the past a custard thief, but apparently she was involved with that great ice cream debacle. Oh, was it the uh, Baked Alaska bin gate? Right. I believe she was the saboteur that took the ice cream out of the freezer. Allegedly. Allegedly. Nothing's been proven. Um, so sorry, Diana, for calling you a custard thief. You're just a saboteur instead. Cool. Great. Um, so David, last week was bread week and you've got 60 seconds. Tell us what happened. Go. Oh, I genuinely forgot about this. Um, two people weren't there because they had COVID, but they pretended they were just a little bit ill. They obviously <laughs> had COVID. Uh, that was Rebs and Abdul. They did... Oh, please help. What did they do in the signature? I literally forgot. Pizzas. Pizzas. They did pizzas. Probably forgotten because it wasn't really bread. Uh, they did pizzas. They talked all about their favorite toppings. Uh, Sandro did really well, looked like Domino's. The rest struggled a little bit and had someone did Stinky Bean or something. Technical was Pain Raisin. Pardon? Pain Raisin. Sure. Uh, which is not bread, even though it says pain. It's a French patisserie. Not patisserie, venoiserie. And it was too little time. It was a really good challenge. There was some... 20 seconds left. Come on top. What? Ooh. Uh, <laughs> Showstopper. What did they do for the showstopper? The showstopper, they did the Schmogestarter. I can't really remember that. And Maxi did really, really well. Uh, but Janusz did better. And, oh, three people did badly, but no one went home because people were sick and they're going to go home probably this week. That was, Have you, I still got time? You ended up being four seconds under there, but um, we're going to breeze past what you said was on top of those parrita. Um <laughs> Mexico week. So a first oh. for the tent this week. Um, I've been nervous about this week because sometimes when Big Offer is done international weeks let's say it's been a little well not 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 appropriate let's say i mean the japanese week famously had quite a few chinese elements yeah and general asian things right but it tended actually i think to be all right i mean not speaking as a mexican but it felt like it was actually paying a lot more homage this this year like rather than trying to make british twists on mexican classics everyone was trying to kind of do more inspired by mexican bakes 
Do you think that's partly because Paul Hollywood just finished filming a Mexican thing for Netflix, so he actually knew knew what he was talking about? Did he know what he was talking about? Mm, probably not. Okay, so the signature was 12 identical pan dulce, which is like a yeasted bread roll, and they had two and a half hours. What do we think? I thought this was a great challenge, partly because there was a lot of scope. Like, I didn't know much about pan dulce, but when you re- read about it, there's all different kinds it is challenging. The only thing I would say with anything bread, it is really horrible when they give such a short amount of time for proving things because you're not able to do an authentic version. Especially with an enriched dough, which takes a lot longer to rise as well. Um, I did feel like there was more bread in this challenge, like more bread talk in this challenge than all of last week put together. Like yep. There was more talk about yeast and the rising and things like that. I didn't understand why lots of bakers put fillings in pre-rise because they could have just like squirted it in afterwards. Yeah, I guess, is it just to do with the timing? I don't know. But like with, when you're making a donut, you bake the donut, then you like, you stick a hole in it and you fill it up. So why were they baking with the custards inside rather than filling it up? Or maybe you can't fill up a that kind of bread. I don't know. Uh, they didn't have very much time, but a lot of them seem to overbake. They seem to be really brown, a lot of them. Yeah, nothing wrong with being brown though, David. Any thoughts on that? Just not being overbaked. No <laughs> fake baking. Shall we talk about how the word concha is uh, slang for female genitalia? Is it? I don't know Spanish. It it means the C word. So there were plenty of those. (laughs) Can I say on the podcast? Turns out we can. I mean, if you can't, we can bleep it afterwards. It's fine. It's like Bake Off do. Yeah, but weird that they were using that word a lot. Anyway, I mean, it's what they are, but just a bit Does it also mean something else? Is it like a shell or something? Well, it means shell, but I think think shell is there for the colloquialism for a vagina. There we are. So lots of vaginas being baked in the tent. I have to say this week, we were back to kind of Bake Off standard of sexual innuendos. Uh, and naughtiness. I've written down a lot of things for this week. Shall we just go through each person in turn? Abdul is back. Thank God for that. Isn't he adorable? Is Abdul going to wear gloves every single week? Well, maybe he's just got sensitive hands. I think he might do. I think he might just be cutting himself really badly every single week. So he was making best odds, which is very cute. Love to see his buns kissing each other. Um, sandwiched with, with, a bit, with a bit of cream. <laughs> Are your buns often sandwiched with cream, David? Yeah, regularly. <laughs> How regularly? Maybe not as regularly as Abdul's. <laughs> he is a little bundle of joy and like during judging i thoroughly enjoyed that they made him eat the bake so that he couldn't complain when they slagged it off did you notice that yeah but i would have liked to have seen him just say yeah it's amazing they kind of just they just kept going after him and he was just chewing so he couldn't really do anything like i think they learned from dawn last week who was just giving paul such a hard ride i think with this one because it, it basically the theme of the judging seemed to be that they were all a bit underproved and a bit stodgy and not airy enough i think maybe if abdul was judged first he got a bit of the brunt of that and they maybe didn't realize everyone's was going to be like that right we never know how which order they've done it in to be fair because they could have just switched it around in the edit room this is true i didn't really like with his coating with the desiccated coconut it'd be nice to have them in like not just mix all the coconut together because then it just looked a bit of a mess it did look a wee bit messy but they looked like i don't know i think i would have liked to eat abdul's buns for sure yeah well (laughs) any week for michael (laughs) So Carol, Compost Carol made, um, I'm going to say this wrong, Pan, Pan Dienis. I mean, to be fair, Carol didn't know how to pronounce them either. <laughs> Carol didn't know how to pronounce English. <laughs> uh, but it was kind of weird, like known as the, the Mexican Chelsea, but I loved the idea of these. I don't think she really pulled it off. Like, you know, you said last week that first hour in the tent, Kevin was not enjoying it and struggling. I thought that was Carol this week. Carol was co- co-driver of the circle bus this week. Um, I liked it when she said, I like a generous portion. I do. That was really nice. I enjoyed that very much. I just like her saying anything, to be fair. Every single challenge, I end up writing something down that she said. Um, and even though she wasn't doing particularly well, I'm still rooting for her. Oh, I am. If, if 
oh, if Carol goes, it's going to be a dark day because she just gives us so much joy with what she says every week. Right. Then Dawn then. Dawn was doing dark chocolate chili buns this week. What did we think? I liked the idea. I'm not a massive fan of chili and chocolate, just a personal thing for mine. So, and I was kind of prepared this week is all going to be about chili chocolate. It looked terrible. It was nice to hear in the judging that they actually were quite successful. Well, I didn't think that it was that. Paul seemed like he was being quite cruel. <laughs> I've written down he's being mean to our queen, is what I've written down. <laughs> I felt like he was just slagging her off constantly. Why is he being so aggressive? What's he got a problem with a powerful woman? Is that the problem? I think so. <laughs> I um, also like that she had bursting tops. And I hate it when tops burst prematurely. Um, so I, I felt her pain there. <laughs> Let's quickly move on to the bandana. Oh, James. What do we think about bandanas in general? There is a correct answer to this question. I'm probably going to slightly disagree with you because I quite like them, but I'm not sure it really... Like, his looked a bit like a tie. It didn't look like it was very... I need to be soft if it's on your head. It looked quite... It was quite long. It elongated his head as yeah, well. Yeah, and it was very starched. So I've had a bit of an argument with uh, James about this because I, I completely disagree with it. And I think it's the reason he got eliminated. Um, <laughs> I think he actually deserved to go because of his fashion choices. Oh, no. <laughs> I still think it looked very good. I like the way it matched his shirt. It was colourful. James is just brightness in the tent he's just such a sweetheart i very much enjoyed that every time the voiceover said now the crackle and topping needs to be very thin they would cut straight to him rolling out like a wedge of like three inches thick being like i think this is perfect <laughs> it's true his definitely looked like biscuits on top of bread i thought his idea was great though and james this week i think he was a bit bashed because he really pulled them off. Like those, the decoration was perfect on top. Yes, the crackle, even the crackle looked like it worked, even though it was thick. Yeah, yeah, I think it looked all right. They were kind of mocker inspired, weren't they? Yeah. There was an issue with overfondling his balls, which he was fondling his man. balls. Also, I like the bit where he said, put a wee bit in and work up the sides a bit. Like James really, I mean, everything James said was dirty this week. Well, a, a Prue calling him a bottom <laughs> said, if you're going to be as plain as that, you need a filling. Bit rude. <laughs> Not Prue <laughs> bottom shaming in the tent. I'm so sorry, James. You deserve better than that. <laughs> Uh, Janusz did cacti conches, which is cacti vaginas. Um, they were fine. Always look good. Janusz basically could sell me anything because his cheeky little smile. Right. The only one, other ones I kind of wanted to touch on properly before we moved on was Kevin. Yes. Who was having a lovely time. His little Boricitos had little Trump hairdos. Did you notice? Oh, little yes. Trump hairdos. Um, but it was lovely to see him smiling at the end. Like he got all flushed with excitement, didn't he? Kevin was having a good week. Maybe he'd been drinking the rum as well, but his I thought his were actually my favourite out of the lot. Obviously, we don't get to taste them, but I just think his looked on point as well. It looked like he'd had longer than everyone else. Yeah, he did a really good job. Actually, um, I want to say one thing as well. Look, Rebs, you know when they do the illustrations? When do when does Tom Hovey do the illustrations? Is it before or it's after? after? Okay, because I love the way that he'd actually done drawn hers flat as if that's what hers <laughs> were meant to look like. Everyone else's were dope buds. And actually, hers final ones looked better than the illustration. Because the illustration, because that's why we have to send in the practice bigs, isn't it? To show them what we've been practicing so that they can use that or they can use what's happened in the uh, tent. Maybe hers were very flat in her practice. Maybe they were just always Even bad. flatter, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was definitely driving a struggle bus today. Prue pointing at Sandro said, tight and stiff. Perhaps that's why his hands are always in his pockets. Uh, <laughs> who knows? Generally, across the board, it was fairly even. I mean, James and Rebs were sort of towards the bottom of it, as was Carol, I think. But everyone sort of was mixed across the board, I reckon. Yeah, I'm not sure James is that far the one, but yeah, Rebs and Carol definitely were. Well, according I... to Prue, James is definitely a bottom. Yeah, true. <laughs> uh, I thought that the problem with this week was that Paul was going around complaining that everything was underproved. They didn't have time. They're two hours, 45 minutes. Also, if you've got less time, you have to put more yeast in, which makes your bread drier. So like all the things he was complaining, it's like, come I'd on. like to see him do this in two hours, 45 minutes. Exactly. That'd be good, actually. A new program. Paul and Prue. Prue won't be able to do, do the anything. technicals. <laughs> yeah. 
I uh, mean, they pretend to do them when in the perfect, perfect tent. And obviously they haven't done them at all. Because of surprise at how nice they taste. That's why. Technicals then was eight Mexican tacos, which were tacos made from pressed yellow corn with steak, refried beans, guacamole, or as uh, Carol called it. What was, what did she call it? Guacamolo. Guacamolo. Guacamolo <laughs> and pico de mayo, which I, if I'm honest, didn't know what that was. My initial thoughts were, this is barely baking. They'll be roasting chickens and making lasagnas next week. It's not fair, is it? Like, there's people here who, it's, it's tough enough trying to think, oh, here, there's going to be a baking technical coming up. When it's MasterChef cooking, and a lot of them did, re- like, they were showing them really, really struggling with the toppings. No wonder they didn't get on the show for this. Right. And the whole technical challenge was taken up with them how to how to make a steak and how to make guacamole and how to make like all this stuff. Like there was no, the, the tacos was like a blend at the beginning and then a two minute fry. And that was it. To be fair, does Carol deserve to be on any food program if she peels an avocado like a potato? The Mason School of Using Machinery incorrectly. Every week there has to be one. <laughs> That's going to haunt me for the rest of my days. I mean, using machinery incorrectly, they all did because Bake Off made them press tortillas with the lid of a casserole dish. So Mason will live on for, for all time. <laughs> maybe, maybe she got a job as a food economist. <laughs> Um, I liked that Paul said in the perfect, perfect tent, if it's thin, it will work. And I would generally agree. I think the thicker it is, the more preparation and concentration is involved, really. <laughs> Thoughts on that? You would know, Michael. You would know. <laughs> also, they had to use cumin. So Drag Race ruined the word cumin for me. Um, I don't know if you've watched, is it season six with Jocelyn yes, Fox? Yeah, womp yeah. womp, when she goes, come in. <laughs> and now whenever I read or hear the word cumin, my brain goes, come in. And I can't unhear that. Um, so cooking with meat as well some of them i think might have been vegetarians which does put them at a bit of a disadvantage because our year we didn't have to cook anything with meat until the week after i was eliminated but i'm a vegetarian well i was at the time so i wouldn't have been able to i wouldn't have known when the stuff was cooked that's a bit of a weird one i do remember now because i remember some people really freaking out about cutting the raw chicken and knowing what to do with it because they don't really cook with chicken i mean yeah i think also this one on a whole just seemed a bit of a car crash well they like, were all was, having a horrible time yeah no one and the thing is it's not it's not because they didn't know what it was they all knew what they were everyone knows what a taco is I mean, but actually, then the tacos themselves weren't really that bad so it was all right i mean i love i love dawn flinging things into a bowl with gay abandon and what's more gay than abandonment right but um yeah. she was being very smart with rather than because the recipe didn't have any instructions she was using the ingredients as her instructions which is how you succeed at a technical that's true so for example if it's like a lemon curd you don't know how to make one look at the ingredients and you can work it out from there i did think though when they were saying oh there's no method it's like you don't need a method for a guacamole Um, we're always going to call it guacamole now (laughs) Uh, judging wise this was definitely filled with a lot of sexual innuendos again uh, it's so tempting to put too much filling in. Uh, yeah, do we want to have a moment of silence for, for Prue saying, you have to have a big gob because you really want to get it all in at the same time, don't you? <laughs> she, well, was that referring to, she, she called James's ridiculously thick. He's heard that before. <laughs> uh, so bottom was Carol, then third was Sandro, second Shabira Shabira, and first was Maxi. Um, I didn't really pay much attention to the judging of the technical because, I mean, they don't either when they're I deciding who goes home. I even remember who they even were you just remind me <laughs> so the showstopper was a tres leches cake which had to be at least four layers tall and they had four hours to do it what do we think well i'm not sure what i think because i've never made one before michael you did make one yes i made one last week just to see how to make them fairly straightforward making a tres leches cake if i'm honest it's a fairly basic sponge but this, the problem is the soaking and then it's very unstable i mean i did see 
I think Lottie uh, was making one on Instagram this week and she did a whole weird recipe. Whereas I used one from Benjamina Abwehi, who is one of the best bakers of all time from a previous year. And hers was very simple. So I think mainly they were just looking for whatever sponge you want, as long as it's soaked with milk. They weren't really doing a Tres Leches cake. I think it is very simple. I think some of the bakers, like Carol picking an angel food cake, wasn't a very good idea because it's not very spongy. It's very light, but it actually doesn't soak things in very well. But in general, they all seem to pick the right sponges. It's just... They all chose the same flavours as well. I stopped writing down the flavours because they were all the same. Yeah, and it's just how much of the stuff you put on and how long you get to soak right. it for, I But guess. I did enjoy the challenge because I thought it was interesting. It was a little bit different. I liked the Tres Leches inspiration. I liked that you had to kind of work out weight distribution and use boards or dowels. Yeah. And there was multiple elements as well, like icings and things like that. I think in previous Bake Off times, when you were doing tiered cakes... Um, people had never done doweling and never done these tear cakes before. Right. Nowadays, people have. So this added the jeopardy of having such an unstable type of sponge, right. which was really interesting, I agree. Exactly. Um, we're going to fire through these because it was interesting, but it was fairly similar. I like that Rebs called her, she self-labeled as rustic. That was nice before the judges could do that. She was like, I've gone for a rustic theme. I liked that very much. Who stood out to you? Uh, Janusz. His was called a fruity horchata. Now, I don't know what horchata is. All I know is that Nick uses horchata whenever he's referring to a whore. So horchata is a plant-based or milky beverage. So it's like made like a nutty, like a nutty, like a nut milk. No wonder Nick likes the horchata. I'll let Nick know. I also <laughs> liked Carol talking to herself and saying, it's 392 in it, you daft cow. <laughs> that was in a Yorkshire accent, but... Such and negative her, talk from Carol. <laughs> all the way through. And also her floral decoration. I don't really like her for less than buttercreams, I have to say. Right. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. What do we think about Shabira Shabira with her sweet corn? Sweet corn shabira. Brilliant. I was Is really it brilliant? Yes, I've had sweet corn cakes. And actually in lots of parts of Asia, you whiz the corn up loads. And in Mexico, it doesn't just taste of sweet corn. It tastes sweet and adds some moisture. So why can't we digest sweet corn? I think it's because of like cellulose or something in some of the bits. But if you whiz it right up, I think you can. Right. Okay, sure. I'm just thinking about the poos again. You know. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dawn's flavors I quite liked. I said flavors in the Yorkshire accent there. Dawn's flavors. I enjoyed that it was basically quite simple, but a vanilla cake with coffee creme mousseline and an amaretto creme pat in the shoes. That sounded lovely, really, to me. And she smashed it. I also, I really liked the idea of having the fouilletine in there as well to give a bit of texture. Right. Like she really everything came together for her. And while James, on the other hand, was a bit messy, and in the words of Prue, again, bottom shaming, saying that he'd stretched himself too much, which is a bit bit mean, really, from, from her. Um, also, stretched himself too much and didn't look very pretty. Didn't look very pretty. Um, very plain and needed filling. James, you've, you've had a bit of a rough ride this week. I'm so sorry. Um, we're really going to miss you, but we'll come to that. Uh, Dawn nearly getting a handshake during the showstopper, it felt like. Yes, this is the thing, isn't it? Handshakes don't really happen in showstoppers. I think it's happened once before. And it's happened quite a few more times, I think. It's rare, but it does happen on on occasion okay. it was the prolonged eye contact that was a bit strange yeah like dawn started off being like haunted by the ghost of mary berry like as always terrified then paul just kind of kept smiling at her and her face didn't know what to do with it she was either smiling or she was scared and she was like it's either gonna go one of two ways and it went the best way it could have done i think well apart from she could have got a handshake so it didn't go the best way it could have done uh, <laughs> almost sure. maxi when you talk about dawn with the ghost of mary berry maxi seems to have an allergy to the judges she seems to stop being able to breathe it's like some <laughs> I don't know. She just can't breathe whenever they come around near her. Yeah, it was weird. And, and Paul said uh, during her royal tour, he was like, oh, make sure your cake's still nice and light. And it was like, that's not what a Ches Leches cake is. It's famously like a pudding. Yeah, like it's what's... famously dense and wet. Yeah, <laughs> like you, really. <laughs> she, so, also, she also stands with her hands behind her back. Whenever they come, it's like, you can keep on baking, Max. You don't have to stop what you do with your hands behind your back and not breathe. And then hands around the front. Sandro, he's better bottom than top, apparently. And we'll move on from that straight away. Um, so the top of the week was Maxi. So Maxi's now got two. Maxi and Janusz both have two each. So it's even 
Stephen Stevens at the top at the moment. Yeah, I mean, Maxi was number one in the signature. She was number one in technical and she was top three for the show. She knew what she was doing. It was always going to be Maxi this week. I thought Dawn, so the judges did say that Dawn didn't bring herself up to the top this week. But I think her, because of how good her showstopper was, I think she probably could have been in that top two, top three. Out of all the bakes for the week, hers was the number one bake, I think. To me, yeah. Well done, Dawn. We love you. And then we have two bottoms this week. So James, sadly, RIP. It's because of the bandana. And Rebs, who else will drive the struggle bus? But this week, she had such a fun week as well. She was so happy. Yeah. She was having a really lovely time. I think she's going to drive that struggle bus home and continue driving it. (laughs) Congratulations to you both. You've done a smashing job. I was very sad that James went, but I was very, very happy that Compost Carol didn't go. Yeah, I was rooting for Carol. I agree that she shouldn't have gone this week. Looking at it all across the board, her final bake was good enough to stay, I think. Yeah, I mean, we don't know with all the flavours and things. I thought they were pretty much equal, but I can definitely see how it happened that way. Next week, we're hitting the halfway point of the series and it's apparently dessert week next week. Now, do you remember, David, in dessert week, how you only learned to make Italian meringue during your time in a tent? Yeah, I do. And how I made frosted rose petals out of a bunch of roses from the local petrol station. (laughs) Yes, yes, I do. And if you want more tidbits like that from the show, along with gossip, spill tea and even recipes last week, then do head over to our OnlyFans at patreon.com forward strokes to keep on boys. Play the ad. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. So t- <laughs> There's a lot of eye contact there, David. I was pausing a little bit too long and I was like, Michael, are you ready? Are you ready? <laughs> I'm always ready. You should know me better than that. I take pills every morning. <laughs> so, to our wonderful listeners and their questions to us. First one is from Tom today. And he says, 
I'm going to a sweet and savory potluck and need to take a dessert. It can be any sort of sweet or baked good. What do you recommend that can hold up to sitting out all day without melting or drying out? See, I don't really do potlucks. I think it's an American thing. Is it an American thing? Yeah. Sure. I would do maybe like a tart. Actually, no, a tart would go soggy, wouldn't it? depends on the tart but yeah it could go a bit soggy the, you can get the pastry can go wrong i if, if i'm ever having to take a dessert anywhere i'll generally go with the pavlova because it's quite nice quite nice and easy and you just have to assemble it when you get there that's the thing something that you can assemble when you get there is a good idea why do americans just make dinner for each other then why do you have to why does everyone have to bring something so much easier in your own kitchen to make it yourself i'm not really a dessert i don't really have a very sweet tooth so i'm probably the wrong person to be asking this question to well but then it says sweet or savory you could bring croissants i'll bring <laughs> <laughs> done tom it's croissants i'll bring croissants <laughs> right the next one is ryan so ages ago before my best friend got with their now boyfriend we hooked up the thing is i'm not even sure their boyfriend remembers because it was david's favorite anonymous oh. Oh. <laughs> but i know we've hooked up even if he doesn't and worst of all my best friend it says breast friend my breast friend <laughs> Also doesn't know. Help, what do I do? Well, I'm getting confused. So, Who's... so the logistics Whoa. of this then. Yes, you go. So, so the breast friend, their boyfriend, hooked up with uh... Ryan. But the breast friend doesn't know. And also the breast friend... No, the, no, boyfriend, the boyfriend doesn't know because it was your favourite. But it's unlocked. fine to have got... The, so they didn't get together. They didn't hook up when they were together. Yeah, but it would before. be a bit weird like if... I think I would find it a little bit weird if you'd hooked up with my... Well, maybe I wouldn't find it weird, actually. I don't know. I would actually... I, would, I can see what Ryan said. I would find it weird that the other person's pretending it didn't happen because it's, it's so much but easier to say it happened. the person might not know because it was anonymous. Oh. So, so... What do you mean by anonymous? Were they wearing a mask? Well, I think <gasps> you just don't look at the person's face. In the toilet where they... Well, it might have been a toilet. Oh, I don't know why you went for a toilet straight away. I was thinking of a glory hole. <laughs> they could have been cruising. It might have been at Hampstead Heath. Who knows? But it could have been like... So, so basically, well, I'm sorry. you will not know if you were, if it was a glory hole, how would they recognize them? Have they just seen them? I don't know where you've got glory hole from because that hasn't been said anywhere. Oh, yeah, true. All of this is inside your head. We're learning a lot about you today. But it's so, but that's what I'm saying about the anonymous because if they recognize them, maybe the other person is just very, very drunk. But it might have been like if it was a grinder situation, one of them might send a face picture, but not the other person. True. So basically, Ryan has hooked up with, say, Noel's boyfriend. Yeah. But Noel and Noel's boyfriend don't know that that's happened. That is strange. I think he should just tell them. But for a little bit, he should just enjoy it and smile to himself every time he looks at them. <laughs> That's what I would do. I feel like most people... Oh, it depends how open Noel and the breast friend and, and the boyfriend are. It depends how, how open they are. Because they might not be open about stuff. In which case, who does it benefit by telling them? Right? Yeah, true. I don't... The thing I'm struggling with, I don't see this as a massive situation. He's like saying, help us if it's a big thing. Just fine. Just leave right. it. Let it go. And like, if, you, if your friend has slept with your boyfriend, fine. Because you're, they're not doing that anymore. Unless mm. you want them to. Maybe he wants to get with him again. Maybe that's what Ryan's asking. Ryan, basically, make up your own decisions. Why are you asking us? <laughs> yeah, we're rubbish. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, Tim is next. Tim says, speaking of all the interesting accents, I guess we've been talking about the accents every week. Is it only us Americans who have to turn on the subtitles when we watch Bake Off? I watch all television with subtitles. Really? I hate it. Really? If I have the subtitles on, I just spend the whole time looking at the subtitles. Right, no, I'm the opposite. I need to have them on for safety. And also, I would have loved to have them on this week because I didn't actually notice. I didn't have them on this week and I didn't know what Reb said. And to quote Reb's at the end of the episode, she said, f*** this f***ing I'm having a f***ing, f***ing horrible f***ing time. F***ing ass. F***ing horrible f***ing cake. F***ing 
cake. Thank you, producer Alex, for bleeping all those out. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea what she was saying. Yeah, and because they also blurred her mouth as well. So you yeah, didn't need I mean, it would have been quite funny to see what they did on subtitles. Actually, there. Americans will have known because Americans get to see this sort of stuff because it isn't bleeped on Netflix. So American listeners, we know you're out there. Tell us what she says. Yes, please tell us. Did she say <laughs> cakes? Did she did she call a cake a concha? Is that what it was? She called a cake a concha. Michael sure. is shocking me now in this early in the morning. <laughs> um, but as I think of the answer, most people in the UK, there's strong accents and we're kind of used to them. So I guess we wouldn't need the subtitles for the accents so much. No, we enjoy the accents. It's nice hearing accents from all over the, all over the, the country. Um, I loved it when they had Mark um, from Liverpool via Northern Ireland or the other way ah, around. Yes, yeah. And he kept talking about his purr of purrs. Yeah. His purr of purrs. It is just disappointing that there aren't Yorkshire people this year. We know. Andrew had an interesting point. Andrew wrote to us and said, I noticed that during the signature challenge judging, everyone was looking straight forward and not turning around. It looked like they were told not to as they looked like statues. Please say I wasn't the only person to notice this. You are not because I've noticed it because we were told not to. <laughs> when we were in the tent, we had to look forwards. And it's really awkward because you want to hear and see what's going on behind you. But you have to look forwards. I'm assuming so you're not distracting or you're not causing like reactions. But then they do cut to reactions, don't they? Yeah, I mean, when they cut to reactions, it can be any point. Like, go remember there's an edit. Right, exactly, yeah. There's a lot of sitting around and staring forwards, though, at lots of different points. Yeah. Like, filming, there's quite a lot of slow parts. So I think, looking like statues, you do go into a bit of a zombie state. That's Maybe it's for continuity as well, perhaps. I don't know. I have no idea. But yeah, we do have yeah. to stare forwards. We don't have an answer for you, Andrew. What a good Q&A this has been. <laughs> And that's that for another week. Thank you so much for listening. We are now being listened to across the world and every single continent, which is kind of wild to think about, really. But we still want more. Please keep telling your friends, lovers and enemies about us. The more the merrier. And remember to subscribe. Yes, I mean you. And do rate and review us on your podcast apps if you have a spare moment. In a couple of weeks, Bake Off will be celebrating its first Halloween week. So if you happen to have any spooky stories you'd like to share with us, please send them to stickybunboys at gmail.com or message us on social media at stickybunboys. We're going to have a special spooky guest joining us for that week. So if you've had a run in with a pumpkin, a shocker in the kitchen, or even just a good old ghost story, do send them in. Along, of course, with your classic baking and dating mishaps. That's it. I'm off to find myself a bandana. David, if you buy a bandana, I will end this podcast. So help me. I smell another sticky bun ballot coming Absolutely on. Absolutely not. Producer Alex, give us a splat. Ready for the boring bit? Let's go. The Sticky Bun Boys are not endorsed by or affiliated with Love Productions, The Great British Bake Off, or any of its subsidiaries. All views and opinions are our own. The Great British Bake Off and all related content are registered trademarks and copyrights of their respective trademark and copyright holders. Oh, very professional, David. In one breath. <laughs> We're all just having a bit of fun, aren't we? <laughs> I never got to remind people to keep them sticky. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.